Pensacola, Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. what you said too though about the founding because I like to talk about the founders. The original understanding of libel and freedom of the press was much simpler than what we've gotten from New York Times versus Sullivan and the Warren Court in the 1960s. They didn't have any theory that public figures have to demonstrate something different than anybody else. They didn't have a theory of actual malice. They had a simple theory which was that libel or defamation is not part of freedom of the press. If you've libeled somebody you've done an injury to their rights and you're apt to be sued. Uh, so it's a much simpler, clearer, and I think much more morally sound approach. You know, it's very interesting. This is Carson Holloway. He's with the Claremont Institute. He was part of a roundtable kind of discussion that Governor DeSantis had last week about New York Times versus Sullivan, the famous Supreme Court case in which the standard of, at, of uh, actual malice was the one that was added to media publications about public figures that in order to win a libel suit against, for example, the New York Times in this case, the, the background is kind of interesting. There was a group of civil rights uh, advocates in the um, that had basically taken out an ad um, dealing with some of the treatment of Martin Luther King Jr. in Alabama. The ad had a couple of, I would say, relatively minor factual inaccuracies, like instead of being arrested four times, they said it was seven times, that kind of stuff. Well, the uh, local police chief got offended by this and, or, or, more likely, wanted to suppress media reporting on what was going on in the South at that time, and so he sued, and an Alabama court awarded him a bunch of money, and um, eventually this wound its way up at the Supreme Court, and the New York Times argument was... It, it, these are minor er- and there was actually a whole history of you know like they apologized to the governor even though they didn't name anybody there was a long history of you know asking for a retraction which is part of what you had to do and they said i don't know why you're asking for a retraction or a clarification we didn't mention you to the police chief a- anyway so it winds up the supreme court and the supreme court eventually makes this ruling that you all are probably familiar with about the concept of malice that you can't sue a you know a media company when you're a public figure unless you can pr- successfully for defamation uh, unless you can prove that they were maliciously lying about you, as in they knew it was false and they were telling the lie anyway, or that they were you know, very negligent in their finding out and doing their due diligence to find out whether it was true or not, and so they ran with the story anyway because your reputation was harmed. Now, if you tell a true story, no matter how much it harms public opinion of you, a true story is always a defense. And the, the, the line that lawyers will sometimes use is that the truth is an absolute defense. You're absolutely entitled to publish the truth. So you have to prove that it's false. Okay, in order to win defamation, then the question under Sullivan is, you know, did you know, should you have known, that kind of stuff. And the argument that Carson Holloway and Governor DeSantis is making is, at one point in the past, this made sense to protect media companies because it's important to have reporting on public figures. The problem is now that they can basically act with impunity and the standard is too high and you can't win defamation cases Private citizens can't win defamation cases. Public officials, it's almost unheard of for them to even bother bringing them because you almost never can win if you're a public figure. And, of course, sometimes ordinary people get classified as public figures. And the media winds up either giving you uh, bad information and therefore that uh, harms our democracy because you don't have good information about public figures. Or it can ruin people's lives and livelihoods by quick reporting that turns out to be inaccurate 
or slanted uh, and also winds up harming people. And so that's kind of the conversation that they were having. Now, in his style, of course, DeSantis was doing it with a bit of satire as he presented himself as the news anchor with the desk and behind him was the breaking news kind of background. I mean, he was, you know, there was some flair to the presentation, but the essential arguments that Carson Holloway and others uh, like Libby Locke, who's a lawyer, um, that they were bringing up, I thought they were right and or at least worth considering And I particularly love Carson Holloway's argument that, look, um, the original understanding of libel and slander that the founders would have had did not have this second tier status for special people that have to go above and beyond to prove that doesn't make any sense. And the reason that's important is because you have a Supreme Court right now that will be more willing to hear a case if they believe that the current jurisprudence is out of line with what the original understanding of the Constitution meant. And so that's kind of why he's arguing that way. Um, Also, you have Libby Locke who says that, look, the problem with this standard is it makes it so hard to prove. I think if you take away the Sullivan standard, what you are left with in in legal terms is the negligence standard, which just means that you have to act in a reasonable way. What is reasonable under the circumstances? And what is reasonable uh, for the media with respect to Governor DeSantis Mm -hmm. versus what is reasonable with respect to Nick Sandman may very well be different things. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's already baked into the standard that would would be would be the law if you got rid of New York Times versus Sullivan. And and what she's getting at is that you know people might say, well, how will you be able to uh, you know uh, publish things about public figures if you're always worried that they're going to sue you because they don't like the headline or they don't like the slant of the story? And the answer is reasonability. You know, there's got to be some level of reasonability here, and that's already baked into the laws about you know, defamation apart from what we do under New York Times versus Sullivan. So very interesting. As I said in future news, I'm not sure if this is actually going to work. I don't know if there's actually going to be reforms that get put into place, but we are at a point where this Supreme Court might be the one that's willing to reconsider this. And there is a competing interest here. Let's not forget. Uh, I'll explain that kind of in a second, but you know, I don't want you to think this is an easy slam dunk of a case and Governor DeSantis is absolutely right. Uh, but let's get traffic before we do that with um, Gracie Wolf. No accidents to report. I-10 and I-110 are moving nicely throughout our area, as well as 29 north and southbound lanes. Looking good. Posted speeds on 98 throughout Gulf Breeze, Tiger Point, and Navarre. We are seeing some slight slowdown starting to form around Gulf Breeze Elementary and Gulf Breeze Middle School, but nothing too, too bad. If you do see something on the roads, you see an accident and have details, call the traffic line at 850-2626-111. I'm Gracie Wolf on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Gracie. And And again, just to be clear, the reason this is important is because you want media, you know, you want newspapers, television, radio, uh, social media, whatever. You want media to be able to report on the things that your government is doing. That's important for you as a citizen, and it's also important for you as a voter, right? You want to understand what the government is doing. You want to be able to make informed votes. The problem is right now there's so much protection for what media wants to do. It's so hard to win lawsuits against them, to even find lawyers who are willing to bring them because it's so hard under the absolute under the um, uh, the malice standard. Also because the judgments get taxed the way they don't get taxed when it's personal injury. So that reduces the incentive for lawyers to take up these cases. They're very hard to win. They don't get won very often. The point is that these media companies, I mean, radio would be included in this. I'm not saying it like all them, like all of us, um, it's so there's there's nothing to check our behavior. And as a result, you get reckless, biased, unreliable, 
sometimes defamatory reporting, and that's a bad thing for us in a democracy. It's bad for the people who get defamed. It prevents people from wanting to go into politics because they are rightly worried that they're going to be defamed, particularly if they are conservatives in an environment where liberal media is more the norm. Uh, So these are kind of all the swirling questions. Uh, But the other side, the reason you want protection is because you want media to be able to call out mistakes. And, you know, look, if um, we're going to be critical of public figures and what they do, there are going to be errors. That is unavoidable. There are going to be errors. And you don't want media companies so scared of making errors that they, they stop reporting accurately. And you also don't want them to be, you know, frivolous litigation, getting them to be quiet, which is probably what was going on in Alabama at the time the New York Times versus Sullivan case came out. Uh, These, you know, the the police chief wanted them to shut up, you know, didn't want this, you know, didn't want this publicized, what was going on in the South. And so it was an effort to stifle media reporting probably at the time. And that certainly would go on as well, does already, would go on more if the standards were relaxed. So it's not that this is a slam dunk, but I think the New York Times, who published an actual article about this, DeSantis aiming at a familiar foil, wants to roll back press freedom. No, he wants to see it balanced. He wants to see it balanced in a way that makes sense so that all the interests are protected, not only the interests of particularly these large very powerful and, under today's legal environment, highly immunized uh, media entities. 719 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you are getting ready to buy that next vehicle, I recommend Frontier Motors. You hear Dave Ramsey recommends Frontier Motors. And I tell you, two guys on the radio talking about a, a local company is one thing. But what about all of the bumper stickers and the license plate frames? As in all of the thousands of people driving around with you all the time who love the cars they got from Frontier Motors, and you say, well, I, how do I quantify that? I don't know. Look. Well, you're driving. Look and see. I mean, seriously, look and see if you see bumper stickers for Frontier or license plate frames for Frontier. Those are satisfied customers. And what's going to happen is if you really play a game out of it and you try to start paying attention, you might see one or two today, three or four tomorrow. And then, you know, by like, I don't know, next week, if you keep doing it, you'll be like, oh, my God, did anybody buy a car anywhere else? Because <laughs> you'll see them everywhere. It'll be overwhelming. So just the point is, those are all the people who enjoyed their purchase and will go back again and again and again, just like I will. Frontier Motor serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years, right behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay and the bumper stickers sent you. Uh, what'd you do this time, Brad? I'm in the doghouse after my hunting trip last weekend. Yeah, I was too. I blew off our date. How'd you get out of the doghouse? Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. I got her a gift card. It took three minutes at SWMedSpa.com. She booked it this Saturday. Saturday? So nine holes then? Tea time's at eight. To enjoy a hassle-free guys weekend, treat her to a gift card from Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. Follow Stillwater's on Facebook or Instagram to enter contests and win great prizes. Or visit SWMedSpa.com. At Gulf Breeze News, they get it. They know you want to know what's happening in your community, whether that means investigative reporting, area events, or op-eds from your fellow breezers. The Gulf Breeze News truly is your community newspaper. Call 932-8986 and subscribe today. You can read online if you prefer to use your iPad or computer or get your freshly printed newspaper delivered right to your mailbox. From city to county, politics to sports. Subscribe now at gulfbreezenews.com. Hi, this is Todd Thompson, President and CEO of the Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. Tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel for the Chamber Connection Show that will keep you informed on what's going on with your Chamber of Commerce. Tune in this Monday morning at 10 to find out about our upcoming events, 
all of our different programs and what's happening with our local business community. It's the Chamber Connection Show every other Monday at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Pensacola Right Now with Bobby Rossi. Afternoons 4 to 7. After Dave Ramsey on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Don't ever do that again. Carnivores. Ugh. Good morning, 722 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Uh, interesting story out of NorthEscambia.com. Uh, Bill Reynolds does a really good job up there. And uh, this is a story about a guy in Century who uh, was facing several felony charges because he was at the Dollar General, according to a report from the Escambia County Sheriff's Office, at the Dollar General when somebody goes out the store and he thinks they're shoplifting. Because I guess the alarm went off. Okay, and he thought this woman was stealing stuff from the store uh, because apparently like one of the employees or something was involved here and I was disagreeing with them about something and wanted the boyfriend to leave. Some of the facts here, it's a little jumbled in terms of like what the actual happening was. But the important part is that this guy allegedly pulled out his concealed carry also in the holster. So he took it out holster and gun together, not the gun out of the holster and was telling them, no, 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 you're going to stay here. We're going to have the police come for shoplifting. Okay, so the quick note is you cannot hold people at gunpoint for shoplifting. <laughs> if you are a citizen, that is the, I mean, we've talked about this so many times. The standard, maybe he doesn't listen to the show. The standard is if you are in fear for your life or limb or somebody else's life or limb, then and only then are you justified in using or threatening or brandishing deadly force. That's it. Okay, so shoplift, you know, somebody's shoplifting and you want to make sure they stick around for the cops. No, (laughs) no, tough. You don't get to draw a gun for that. You know, somebody um, calls you a bad name. You don't get to draw a gun for that. You know, even all these, you know, very strongly, sternly worded signs, you know, trespassers will be, you know, no. If if you draw a gun on somebody who's just walking on your property, unless you can reasonably make the case that they were menacing your life. You will be the one going to jail for that. So just, you know, know the gun laws. Use your guns responsibly, please. 724 on News Radio 923. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Residents in East Palestine, Ohio, now demanding answers after a rail company pulled out of a town meeting about that train derailment. Town citizens had a meeting last night uh, to discuss it, and uh, representatives from Norfolk Southern Railway weren't there. They said they feared for their safety. Vice President Kamala Harris in Germany today preparing to speak at this weekend's Munich Security Conference. Harris's staff says the speech she'll deliver Saturday will express enduring solidarity with Ukraine. And Tiger Woods making his first appearance back on the golf course in about three months at this week's Genesis Invitational. Round one of that tournament uh, gets going today at the Riviera County Club in Pacific Palisades, California. Very good, David. Thanks so much for the update. 725, Gracie Wolf is in for candy this morning with traffic on the fives. We do have an accident on Navarre Parkway that's going to be at Navarre by the Sound Circle. Not seeing anything to slow you down because of it, uh, but just keep that in mind. On I-10 and I-110, we are looking good. Uh, No slowdowns to report and getting on to NAS Pensacola uh, 
it's flowing nicely onto the base. If you see something else, just give me a call at 850-226-2611. That's the traffic line number. I'm Gracie Wolf on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Gracie. Oh, there was a very interesting conversation that uh, Representative Michelle Salzman and uh, Commissioner Jeff Bergosh were having on his coffee with the commissioner last week, and it was all about the uh, issue of being able to recall commissioners and then some other things that came up in that conversation. And uh, he was asking her what she thinks of this bill that's been filed. You know, uh, Joel Rudman, uh, the state representative from District 3, Santa Rosa County, and a slice of Okaloosa, uh, he's the one who filed that bill, so they were talking about this. Michelle Salzman, what is your position of Florida recall legislation? I'm co-sponsored. I co-sponsored it. Moving right along. Co-sponsored it last year, and I was with Joel Rudman yesterday in the Senate side trying to help him find a senator. (laughs) I love it. Move move along. Nothing to see here. I'm on board. I'm good. Now, I I, I will tell you, I, I favor the recall. I actually, if you ask me my honest opinion, I just think that all county commissioners should have two-year terms. That would solve a lot of these problems. Make them like representatives, uh, and then you wouldn't have to go through the recall process. Just every two years, they have to justify their job. I, you know, I know staggering, and I know that you know you might have a bunch of people on the board that don't know what they're doing. I'll take it. I just I, I think a two-year term is the right amount of time for a county commissioner. But anyway, back to the point. So she's on board, and uh, you know he likes it as well. Yeah, and, and you know a lot of people said, well, Scammy needs that. And I, look, I'm all for it. I, I think the requirements are pretty. There's a pretty high bar. You have to set yeah. up a thing. You have to put, get an, a large number of signatures. And for a single member district, I mean, it's like 35, and you have to meet one of seven criterias. It has to be, so it can't just be like, I don't like this guy. He's a meanie and he yeah. didn't vote. voted for the yeah. subdivision across the street and I don't like him. You have to, You. it's a high bar. Goofy fake voice aside, I think he's right about that, that, you know, there's, uh, there are some bars involved there. It's not so easy to do. Joel, the the, the representative carrying it, Dr. Rudman, Representative Rudman, he's tenacious and he's fighting so hard. Good. He really wants that bill to pass. And I told him, I told him yesterday, I said, you're, you're so cute. You keep fighting. Let me know how I can help you. I supported the bill last time. I certainly support empowering the people. And that's, that's, I mean, I, I don't think it's an, I got you I, about anybody and maybe for us, some people, it is personal, kind of like we were sure. just talking about the, the second amendment, but for me, it's just a, Oh, you want to empower people? Sure. I'll, if the people want that bill and it makes sense, but I mean, I'm happy to support it. I'm happy to try to help them get it moved across the finish line. Yeah, again, if you can, you know, put some kind of constraints in there. Again, I, I think the recall is just fine. I support that move. I don't think it'll happen very often. Uh, I personally, again, I like two-year terms. Uh, that would solve a lot of these issues without having to even worry about the issue of a recall. The other one they talked about was term limits, term limits for county commissioners. I think the well, most I, controversial thing that, that I'll probably be doing is uh, filing for term limits on county commissioners. That was the That's going to be so fun. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and look, hey, I'm a guy who believes in – term limits I, I really do uh, even though you know currently we're we're not subject to them um, and and you won't be i mean even even if i file it next session it's not going to be it's not going to be an attack you know it would be a going forward not a looking backwards you know eight-year term limit or something like that but you know same on the school board that they just put in for 12 and they're going to try to reduce that to eight this year um and you know people can serve on some of these boards for forever and ever and ever um but yeah i mean these these are all fair concerns realistic Probably, I mean, we're going to be looking at putting term limits on every single constitutional officer in the upcoming years. I think it's going to be a process and um, it's going to be an uphill battle for some of those officers because, you know, you have the tax collectors and and the um, property appraisers and all those people that just go off a name ID and then their sons and daughters get a point, you know, get in. (laughs) Come on, did you just say that? Okay. I did. And so, (laughs) whatever, I don't care. That may or may not be a Santa Rosa County reference. 
It's absolutely <laughs> Santa Rosa County reference. Anyway, um, and more than once, by the way. Um, but yeah, the problem with having people in office for so long is they have so much name recognition that especially in a countywide race, it's impossible to penetrate against that or very, very difficult to penetrate against that. The one thing, I, I don't think all constitutionals ought to have term limits. The one exception I would make, frankly, is sheriff. Because it's such a specialized professional position that I'm a little more reluctant to put a term limit in for sheriff as opposed to some of the other offices. Um, you know, anybody can be the county commissioner, anybody can be a city council member, uh, which wouldn't be affected here, but uh, or a school board member. Sheriff is a particular and specialized uh, position, at least it's supposed to be. I'm not sure I'd favor that. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. A vigil's held at Michigan State University for three students killed and five wounded in Monday night's mass shooting. With a shared commitment to help each other and a promise to remember those we have lost, we will learn to find joy once again. It's MSU basketball coach Tom Izzo. A 79-year-old woman's reported killed seven people hurt in Russian missile strikes in Pavlorad, Ukraine. 36 missiles in two hours rained down on cities from east to west. Ukraine says it shot down 16 of them, a less successful defense than it claimed to have put up in previous attacks. The head of Ukraine's presidential office warned Russia appears to have changed its tactics in order to get round air defenses. Fox's Jonathan Savage. The Senate has joined the House, former unanimously condemning the Chinese government sending a spy balloon over the United States. China's foreign ministry calls the resolutions purely political manipulation and malicious hype. America's listening to Fox News. It's 731 News Radio 92.3. Good morning. I'm David Wayne. Right now it is 70 degrees. Sun shining here in Pensacola this morning. And uh, it was another busy day yesterday for PPD, Pensacola police officers, as they were uh, enforcing the traffic laws on Three Mile Bridge. Officers issuing 34 speeding tickets to drivers. And, of course, just the day before they issued another 20, uh, officers say the average speeder was going 22 miles an hour over the speed limit on the bridge. One motorcyclist was clocked at 124 miles per hour. The speed limit on the bridge, of course, 45 miles an hour. Members of Pensacola's Airbnb community say the city doesn't need additional ordinances or regulations. They say the city should just focus on enforcing rules already in place. If noise is an issue, enforce noise ordinances. If necessary, site occupants break up parties. Use call records to track complaints. Beef up existing ordinances for siting property owners, including non-resident property owners, for repeat, excessive, and ongoing violations. And she says additional ordinances just aren't needed. City Councilman Charles Baer set up a workshop last night in response to complaints uh, centered around short-term and Airbnb rentals, uh, mostly having to do with noise, trash, and parking. Bear says uh, no regulations are being proposed right now, but he would favor business tax receipts being required for short-term rental owners. The trial now underway for a man accused of killing a 16-year-old back in December of 2020, according to Channel 3. The trial started yesterday for Trenton Newkirk. He's charged with first-degree murder and the death of Jeffrey Cannell Jr., Cannell was fatally shot at the Forest Creek Apartments. Investigators say GPS from Newkirk's phone was used to put him at the scene during that shooting. 
Pensacola and NFL legend Emmett Smith has confirmed the death of his father. On Twitter, Smith called his dad the man who inspired me to play the game of football. Emmett Smith Jr. grew up in Pensacola, was a standout running back in his own right. He turned down a football scholarship to care for his mother and went on to drive an ECAT bus from uh, 1976 until 2015. Two people have died after a military helicopter crash in Alabama. Officials said both victims were aboard the Black Hawk chopper, which fell onto a highway near Huntsville on Wednesday. It belonged to the Tennessee National Guard, who said no other service members or civilians were injured. Surveillance video shows the helicopter spinning in a free fall, then hitting the ground and exploding. First responders who arrived at the scene found it engulfed in flames. An investigation is ongoing. I'm Mark Mayfield. Governor Ron DeSantis says the state won't stop at banning TikTok from only government devices. We're also going to say you're not going to be able to access things like TikTok using networks in any government building, including schools and universities. And so the governor announced his digital bill of rights. He says it'll protect Floridians rights and privacy from big tech companies. Other parts of the proposal include protecting the right to private in-person conversations without Big tech surveillance. It is 735 at News Radio 923, and Gracie's got a look at your traffic on the fives. Roads are looking good right now. I-10 and I-110 not showing any slowdowns, no accidents to report on Highway 90. Milton and Pace Highway 90 is looking good, and we have posted speeds uh, throughout Navarre, Tiger Point, and Gulf Breeze. In Gulf Breeze proper, we are starting to see some slight slowdowns right around Gulf Breeze Elementary School, but nothing too bad to slow you down. If you do see something on the roads causing delays, you see an accident and have details, give me a call to the traffic line. That's 850-2626-111. I'm Gracie Wolf on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thank you very much, Gracie. Now for a look at our Channel 3 First Warning Weather. We're going to be seeing some showers and thunderstorms for the second half of the day today. A few storms could be strong. High today near 76 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 49. For Friday, we will have a few more showers and thunderstorms through the morning hours before things clear out in the afternoon. High Friday near 57 degrees. Friday night, temperatures cooling off quickly with lows near 36 degrees. We'll have sunshine return for the weekend with cool weather returning as well. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, sunshine, 70 in Pensacola, 70 in Gulf Breeze, and also 70 in Milton. Our next news at 8, breaking news anytime. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Jim Chesko with your money now. After more than a quarter century at the loan provider, Rocket Company's CEO Jay Farner will retire on June 1st. Farner has been chief executive of Rocket Mortgage for more than five years and has run the parent company since 2020. He stepped down from the company's board of directors last week. Shares of Detroit-based Rocket Companies are fractionally lower today. For the first time in a decade, the Super Bowl halftime performance was not sponsored by Pepsi. Apple hosted the iconic musical event Rihanna in the spotlight last night, marking year one of a five-year deal. The partnership with the NFL will be a key promotional platform for Apple, which has been associated with music since 2001 when it introduced the uh, uh, iPod digital music player. Financial terms of the deal were not disclosed. U.S. stocks today are solidly higher. The S&P 500 up 43 points. The Dow Jones Industrial Average ahead by 337. And the Nasdaq Composites up 172 or 1.5%. That's your money now. Beginning February 28th, Sunbelt Conference Hoops returns to Pensacola, Florida for the Men's and Women's Championships. 
Book your seats at the Pensacola Bay Center as session tickets are on sale now. The 2023 Sunbelt Basketball Championships from the stunning Florida Panhandle in Pensacola, February 28th through March 6th. For the best in college basketball postseason action, go to Ticketmaster.com. Hobbies can be fun and expensive. How about a hobby that's fun and could make you money? Find out this morning at 10 with Emerald Coast Coins. Hear about precious metals and metal detectors as a great hobby. For nearly 20 years, Emerald Coast Coins has been one of the top-rated businesses in Northwest Florida to buy and sell gold, silver, and the best metal detectors to find treasure. Get more information this morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. The Dave Ramsey Show, 1 to 4. This money thing and this job hunting thing and this mental health thing, the stuff we deal with on the show all the time, there's something about those three different subjects there that they have in common. They're intimidating. And the good news is is that while the subjects, you know, they always have experts around those three things, they're common sense. The, the solutions are common sense, just common country wisdom. On News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Good morning, 739 on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's a Pensacola morning news. And uh, by the way, we don't mention a lot, but you can still listen on AM 1620 and also on FM 95.3. If you live uh, you know, middle west or north of Escambia County, that 95.3 is a great signal for those of you that aren't, aren't able to get 92.3 in some of those areas. Uh, joining us now, we have Mike Wood. He's a public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Uh, Mike, welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you, and good morning. Good morning. So, uh, as perhaps not as robustly anticipated, but certainly anticipated, y'all have been pretty active on Three Mile Bridge since it opened the other morning, right? Absolutely, and we're going to stay out there because there's obviously a need. Um, we've had some a lot of speeding going on. We've made a lot of traffic stops. I believe it was 47 yesterday, 34 of those resulted in tickets. Uh, and we clocked a motorcycle doing 124 miles an hour on the bridge, which I don't have to tell you how dangerous that is. You know, no, normally motorcycle riders are among the safest people on the roadway. Uh, but yesterday, that was a, a clear indication of a person that was not thinking straight and obviously thinks that nothing bad could ever happen to him. So, um, you know, if they keep up like that, sooner or later, you're going to read some bad things in the news about this individual and people like that. That's just, just there's nothing good about that. It was totally dangerous. And the officer that clocked uh, this individual had to make a quick decision. Do I go after him or am I making the problem even worse if I try to? So they chose not to uh, to pursue that vehicle. So so he clocked him but didn't chase, didn't couldn't call ahead. There was no practice. So that person wound up getting with going without a ticket? No, yeah, there wasn't a stop made. We can call ahead, uh, you know, other units in Pensacola if it's going that way or Gulf Breeze if it's going the other way uh, and try to attempt a stop. But at that particular time, traffic on the bridge was heavy uh, and it was not it was not worth uh, trying to, to to get that individual individual stop because we can compound the problem right. if we do that in some cases. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's frustrating. And did I I thought I heard it reported that the the average speed of the tickets that were given was 67 miles an hour in a 45? Yeah, it was about 22 
over was the average yesterday. That changes every day, but um, yeah, that's what it was yesterday. So, and then the day before, we stopped uh, several people in an hour and a half. I believe it was twenty something in an hour and a half. So, um, obviously, there's a problem on the bridge, and you got to look at it. That bridge is wider than it ever has been before, and we still have one lane yet to open. Right. So, we kind of fear that it might get worse when that happens. People get on that bridge, especially if you're not from here. Um, and that bridge mimics an interstate, and people think that, that interstate speeds are appropriate for that bridge, but it is clearly marked on both ends, uh, and even in the center, that it's 45 miles an hour. Yeah, and you know we've talked about this quite a bit, and I've asked a number of officials, what, what can we do to raise the speed limit once it's completed? Not right now. I think 45 is a very reasonable speed right now, given the ongoing construction and lane restrictions, but... Yeah, I mean, this this is a 0% surprise to anybody that people are speeding, but, um, you know, safety first, right? And now, is, now, I guess, you are you patrolling, or is Gulf Breeze patrolling the other side? Are you working with them, or is this all PPD doing this right now? No, the Gulf Breeze is out there uh, with us, and, um, and, and FHP goes out there, too. So, uh, and we're in marked cars, and we're in unmarked cars, so just keep that in mind. The car beside you or behind you when you're speeding may very well be an unmarked police car that's going to light you up as soon as you get to the other end of the bridge. We Try not to conduct traffic stops on the bridge because it's dangerous, um, but, uh, yeah, we, we may wait until we get to the end of the bridge to light you up, and uh, and things can go downhill from there, so... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a collaborative effort between departments. And, and I will say this. I know I know people, like, I'm a driver, okay, I get it. And, you know, I, I have in the past liked to speed. I get it. I understand. Uh, but need I remind folks that when the bridge was out and people were using Garcon Point, and that got to the point where the Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office had to be in there all the time because people died. People died from speeding and aggressive driving on that bridge. Uh, we certainly don't want to have that happen, right? It's already happened on this new bridge. We've already had a, a fatality um, a year and a half ago, I believe, and uh, on, on this new bridge. It was a motorcycle who was also uh, driving extremely fast. He was unable to avoid a vehicle, hit that vehicle, and he uh, was killed instantly. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard on a bridge. You have It's narrow, and when there's a situation in front of you, some sort of danger, it's very hard to get slowed down and to avoid it because there's really not anywhere to go except into the wall or another vehicle, which is going to cause a chain reaction. Right. Uh, that's why speeding is so dangerous on the bridge, and that's why we're out there. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things I want to talk with you about, we had a robbery at a, a Circle K that involved a shooting. Is that right? Uh, it was, there was a uh, it was an armed robbery. I'm not aware of a shooting. It's, okay, it was armed robbery happening. with a gun. Okay, sorry. Yeah, East Pensacola Heights. We also had an, another one earlier uh, at uh, A and Garden. There are some similarities in those robberies, but uh, as far as hooking them together, uh, being the same person, we haven't gotten to that point yet. Okay, so so in this case, still looking for anybody who's got any information, anybody who might know or have seen something. Yes, absolutely. Give Crime Stoppers a call or call Pensacola Police Department directly. We'd like to hear that information. All right, very good. Now, um, we've already talked with us, uh, with a couple of our other law enforcement partners, but I wanted to get you guys to talk about this a little bit as well because this is such a concern. Um, the swatting, or it was, turned out not to be a I mean, turned out not to be an actual threat, but the swatting threat. And then, of course, we know what happened with the emergency alert system and how that kind of went awry. Uh, but this issue of swatting that I had at one time thought, well, that's some distant problem that they're having in other parts of the country. That's not here. This is here, and it's not the first time at all, right? No, it's happened before. Uh, sometimes it happens multiple times a week, but uh, it's a very serious 
offense that we will take, that we do take seriously, and then we'll go after the people that caused this. And it's easier now, easier nowadays to trace phone calls than it's ever been before because of the way things run digitally with telephones. But um, we're going to take those calls seriously. The thing about those incidents, uh, we know going in that if we have one single call that it may be a swatting incident. If it's real, we're going to have multiple calls. But just the same, even with a single call, we're going to treat it uh, as real until we get there and assess the situation. Right, which is what puts everybody at so much danger, both you and anybody who might be the unsuspecting victims of something like this, because bad things can happen when everybody's at that level of alertness. Uh, we're talking to Mike Wood, the public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Mike, hang on for a second. Let's get traffic on the fives with Gracie Wolf. No accidents to report. I-10 and I-110 are looking good throughout our area. Highway 90 leaving Pensacola heading towards Pace. Not going to see any major slowdowns on Highway 90. That's going to continue throughout Pace and Milton and 98. In Gulf Breeze proper, expect some slight slowdowns right near Gulf Breeze Elementary and Middle School, but other than that, we're looking good. Three Mile Bridge is running smoothly in both directions. If you see something else, give me a call to the traffic line. I'm Gracie Wolf on News Radio 92.3. Thanks so much, Gracie. Back to Mike Wood, the uh, public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Um, I don't know if you heard me talking about this earlier, but there was a case up in Century just in the last couple of days where uh, a guy thought that somebody had shoplifted the Dollar General. And there's some other details in the case that, you know, may not really matter all that much. But essentially, he thought, you know, they shoplifted. And so he decided to pull out his concealed carry, I guess, in the holster, apparently, which seems like a pretty awkward way to do it. But OK. Um, and held them at gunpoint until the, the sheriff's office could arise. Can I already gave people a stern warning on how that is not a lawful use of a firearm. But can you just maybe clarify for people who might not have heard that and just tell them, Here's what you can't do with that concealed carry. Yeah, I'm not exactly familiar with that case, but I can tell you that if it's a shoplifting like that, most of the time it's going to be a misdemeanor. And the problem with that is you cannot, uh, even law enforcement officers cannot produce a weapon, threaten the use of a weapon unless their life is in danger or someone else's life is in danger. And, uh, you know, with a shoplifting, uh, that's usually not the case unless the person, of course, bring down a knife or a gun. So uh, just because you have a concealed uh, carry permit does not give you permission to become the law or an officer and take things into your own hands. That was, uh, you know, situations like that are are clearly um, not legal. And and that's that's actually a really great note, too, is that, you know, he might think he's being a cop. Even a cop wouldn't be justified, right? (laughs) So you certainly... Uh, Certainly are not justified in in that situation. That's uh, that's really a good note. Uh, you guys named David uh, Officer David Tachetta your police officer of the year, right? Yeah, you know, Officer Tachetta. If you if you ever meet him, he's always got a smile on his face, always going above and beyond. There were three that were nominated. Uh, all three are excellent police officers. Um, officer Tachetta is one that the supervisors don't have to sweep up behind him. They don't have to, you know, ask him to get something done. They don't have to check to see that it got done. Not only did it get done, but he went above and beyond. And it's reasons like that uh, that he became the Pensacola Police Department's Officer of the Year. Well, we will take it, and we certainly support him in that. We always like to end with a uh, a cop myth or a did you know. And since we're talking about speeding and I-110 and the bridge and all of that, uh, well, I guess not I-110 specifically, but the bridge, uh, people, I, I know we've gotten lots of people call in and say, you know, PPD's out there doing a, um, uh, a speed trap out on the bridge. 
Um, all right. So in now, Florida does have a history. Okay, there are parts of Florida that were absolutely speed traps, and it, it took legal action to shut them down and make them not do that anymore. That is not the current situation. Can you maybe clarify that or kind of address that belief that when the police are radar enforcing that that is somehow a speed trap or inappropriate? Yeah, it's not inappropriate. It's not a trap. That bridge has been 45 miles an hour for as long as I can remember, which was back in the 80s. Um, you know, there, it's well marked. Uh, we will do things like we're doing now and let people know that we're out there and what the speed limit is, so there's no trap at all. Uh, also, we want to make sure people understand the Pensacola Police Department does not set the speed limit. That's done at the state level. Uh, we do not have quotas. Uh, we don't, you know, that, that's, that's been gone for a long time. And the money that we get from those tickets, or let me rephrase that, the money from those tickets does not go straight to the officers or the Pensacola Police Department. It goes to the state level and it's distributed from that point. Which, which again, there were other places, uh, you know, and in the past in Florida. I mean, my grandmother, for goodness sakes, who lived in Florida for forever, she was actually involved in litigation to shut down a speed trap in a small town elsewhere in Florida. So there's definitely a history here, but a speed trap where you deliberately try to uh, entice people into speeding by mismarking or hiding or obscuring the speed limit and then trying to make money off of that, uh, that is not what's going on and that doesn't happen anymore uh, because there's been a lot of reforms, right? Yeah, that's exactly right, Andrew. I, you know, we don't have to create traps. There's plenty of people out there speeding. You know, we can get billboards and we can get signs that, hey, police are ahead running radar, and we are still going to get people speeding. We don't we don't have to create traps or anything uh, like that. Very good. And as the data shows, 22 over in a 45 is certainly a dangerous speed. Mike Wood, he is the public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. As always, Mike, thanks for what you do. Thanks for keeping us safe. We appreciate the work. Thank you. 751 here on News Radio 923. If you have a uh, relative, particularly, it's usually your parent, okay? And, uh, you know, maybe you're in your 40s or 50s and your parents are getting older and you start to notice that their behavior is different, their cognitive abilities are different, um, maybe kind of at a distance, you know, like you stop in and you notice something. Maybe you're already taking care of them. Maybe you're already helping them with bathing and dressing and grooming and toileting and that kind of stuff, what they call activities of daily living. And it's getting to be a lot, and it's getting to be where they really need more dedicated help than you're able to give. Well, you might have in your brain this idea like, I'm definitely never, ever putting them in a nursing home. And I understand that, okay? But there is an in-between that is a completely different concept, if you're not familiar with it, called assisted living. And assisted living is meant to be independent living as much as possible while also getting the help that they need from people who can do it. You know, that's what they do is give that help. So if you're not familiar with that, or even if you are, but you just kind of want to learn the landscape and how many places there are and which ones would be the right ones for your loved ones, um, that's why you talk to assisted living locators. John Horton, he runs this agency. There's no charge, you know, no charge. He doesn't take any fee from you for this. He just wants to help you find the right place for your loved ones so that they can have the best quality of life and live as independently as possible. 712-0887 or just look them up online at assistedlivinglocators.com. Sometimes the easiest upgrades make a home feel brand new, and new flooring is often one of those updates. Swapping worn out floors or dated looking carpet for luxurious wood look vinyl plank is a quick and affordable way to transform a dated space into a modern home you can be proud of. With the largest selection of in-stock vinyl plank flooring at the guaranteed lowest price, Home Outlet is the destination for all of your home remodel needs. Visit the team at your local 100% employee owned Home Outlet today. 
The cooler weather in Pensacola is a great time of the year for gardening, whether it's planting roses, planting shrubs and trees and cool weather color, and of course, planning for spring. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesdays, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, and Barnes Feed Store. When you listen to News Radio 92.3 on Saturdays, you get the Garden Line Encore at 9. At home with Gary Sullivan at 10. Swan Capital at 1. Let's go Pensacola at 4. This guy deserves a party. Good morning, 7.54, News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Good to have you with us. I appreciate it. I do. I appreciate it. I think about it all the time. I, I just tell you honestly, uh, whenever I think about what I do for a living, I'm always a little bit amazed by it. <laughs> I just I just am. I'm like, uh, you know, you all think it's worth your attention to listen to what I talk about and play these sound clips and have these interviews and that we're able to you know, help your drive to work be a little bit more entertaining or a little bit more informed or whatever. I mean, I just, I think it's amazing. And I really do. I genuinely appreciate it. When people come to me like, ah, you know, I listen to your show. I'm like, ah, oh, that's great. Thank you. I, I just, I don't know. It's a, it's kind of a weird, wild thing. Cause you know, we're, we're sitting here in this little room, me and uh, Gracie or candy normally, but Gracie today and, and, um, and David, and we're just kind of, you know, I can't see you. <laughs> I have to believe you're there, and I know you are, and I just, I don't know. It's a Radio's kind of a wild thing, and even as long as I've been doing it now, I really do. I genuinely appreciate that you guys make the choice to listen to us in the morning. 7.54, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? A U-Haul driver accused of running over people while going off-road in New York City being ordered to undergo a psychiatric evaluation. Wang Soar made his first appearance in court yesterday. He's charged with murder and attempted murder. He allegedly ran over eight people Monday in Brooklyn, killing one. A suspected uh, Chinese spy balloon that was shot down after it crossed over Alaska and the rest of the country may have been aiming for Hawaii. A U.S. official telling Reuters that uh, that balloon had a trajectory that would have taken it over Guam and Hawaii, but uh, they say it was blown off course by prevailing winds. Instead, of course, it drifted over Alaska uh, into Canada and over uh, over most of mainland U.S. President Biden expected to speak to the nation regarding that balloon and other flying objects that have been shot down uh, possibly today. And the Justice Department says they are not going to pursue charges against Congressman Matt Gates. That news coming after a federal investigation into sex trafficking that lasted years. The Washington Post says there's credibility issues uh, with two of the key witnesses in the case. Of course, uh, Gates has denied the allegations all along. Yeah, he, he absolutely has. We'll talk about that in a second. Let's get Gracie in here with Traffic on the Fives first. No accidents to report. We do have a couple areas with slow-moving traffic. This is going to be Mobile Highway approaching Bellevue Avenue. Expect some slow-moving traffic, as well as 98 in the westbound direction, getting closer to Gulf Breeze Hospital, getting out of the Nature Preserve area. Expect some slowdowns. Three Mile Bridge is running smoothly, as well as I-10 and I-110. If you do see something on the roads, you see an accident and have details, give me a call at 850-2626-111. That's the traffic line number and this traffic report brought to you by Bar. 
Barberry Plumbing. When it's time to call a plumber, make sure you call the best of the Bay winner, Barberry Plumbing, at 477-8782. I'm Gracie Wolf on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Gracie. Yeah, so the Matt Gates thing, if you've been listening to me for, this has been about two years. I mean, he was actually on the show for an hour-long special that CNN was filming the day, if I remember right, the day the news broke, like he was on the show and then the news broke, and, you know, we haven't had Matt on since then. Um, but I have said I don't talk about it a lot because I don't like to talk about allegations, especially ones like this, because once you, you say somebody's name and then you say the allegation, even if you say it didn't happen, you've still associated them in people's minds. It's just the way our our cognition works. So I have not talked about this an awful lot, and if I have, it's to the extent that Let's wait and see. You know, let's wait and see. He says he didn't do it. Let's wait and see. And, um, you know, because we have this legal standard, right, of presumed innocent until proven guilty. That being said, and I will, this is worth understanding, sometimes there are legal standards that are not the same when it comes to what you as an individual do. For example, presumed innocent until proven guilty is a legal standard to check the power of the state to kidnap you and put you in prison, Right. We don't want people to be fined or imprisoned or executed until we have, you know, beyond a reasonable doubt, evidence that they did the thing that they're uh, accused of. That's one thing for the state acting in its official capacity. But individuals, you know, you might decide, well, even if the case is improved, I still think this person did a thing. I'm not talking in this case. I just mean in general, okay? I don't think as an individual you're obligated to believe that people are innocent until they're proven guilty. You're obligated to think and weigh evidence and form an opinion. Uh, But, you know, people, you know, you can believe that somebody who was acquitted is guilty. You can believe that somebody who was convicted is actually innocent. I mean, that as an individual, when you're talking about things, it's the same thing for like, uh, you know, censorship, for example. Censorship is state action. Right. And we don't want the state infringing on people's speech and telling them what they can and cannot say. Uh, but as an individual, you know, and, and punishing and, and, and rewarding speech either. Uh, but as an individual, there's there's no problem here with you, um, you know, believing that what people say is wrong or, you know, making choices about uh, what you do on the basis of their speech. Now, I think you're a lot of times it's it's a mistake to penalize or reward people for their speech, but you're certainly allowed to. It's certainly legal. Um, And same thing for, like, elections. Like, we're not allowed to have a religious test for elections. Officially. You know, nobody has to swear an oath to a certain religion to be elected. But an individual can care about somebody's religion and their voting. Of course you can. You can decide whatever you want to do for the basis of your voting. So it's just kind of an interesting thing where rules about government are different than rules for individuals. Local talk with Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, and Bobby Rossi is on News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.